we're in the matrix what is up everybody welcome to the simulation (laughs) just kidding well maybe we don't know but that's going to be another episode welcome to 2020 welcome back to the podcast my god it's 2020 i haven't accomplished my goals (laughs) oh man hope i hope i hope your uh your 2020 is off to a, a fiery start but guess what it's okay if it's not. Mine isn't. I've been going through some some issues recently, and it's all good. We're going to talk about a couple of them today. Uh, but before we do, this is the first episode of 2020, and my promise to you listening to this right now is to upload one episode at the minimum, one episode per week. Um, I try to upload on Monday. Today is Wednesday, so obviously that didn't happen, but we're getting the episode in this week. Sometimes it happens, sometimes it's not, but most of these episodes are going to probably fall on Monday. Um, but that is that is my promise to myself. I don't want to promise that to you. That's a promise to myself because um, actually, no, it's a, it's a promise to you too. It's a promise to all of us. I want to live in integrity. I want to do what I say I'm going to do. It's important. And that's how you should live as well. It's super important, especially as a creative or an entrepreneur. And that's probably you if you're listening to this podcast. So welcome. Uh, we're going to, we're going to dive in. We, uh, before we dive in, we, we have to, we have to announce our five star reviews because it grows the podcast. It's important. You guys grow the podcast. And so I want to shout you guys out. So we got a five star review from Bina Beans. Shout out Bina Beans. Um, they said, Zach has so much truth and honesty that it does make you pause and reassess your priorities. Zach shares a wealth of knowledge, perspective on personal growth, development, and mindset. His content is not very different from other known podcasters like Gary Vee or Tim Ferriss, but what I find Zach to be different from other podcasters is that he's very relatable. He's in the beginning stages of his career, and he's still figuring things out just like me. He's polished but raw at the same time. I appreciate the rawness where Zach is recording in his parents' basement sometimes, LOL. (laughs) That shows how humble he is. Thank you, Zach, for the podcast and for teaching me how to value myself again. P.S. Zach has a great podcast voice, LOL. I guess I do. I keep hearing that from a lot of different people. It's funny because on YouTube, I don't know if the YouTube space, a lot of people are just mean there, but a lot of people don't like my voice on YouTube, but... In the podcasting space, everybody tells me that they love my voice, that I have this radio voice. So go figure. I'm not going to listen to the YouTube people. I'm going to listen to you guys. <laughs> so thank you. Thank you for the, the five-star review. Um, let's, let's, let's keep it moving. We got another one by The Kid 154. The Kid. Um, they said, ever since I started listening from this episode, oh, from the episode with Amos, I've known him for a while. It inspired me to keep listening as an artist slash graphic designer. Keep it up. That's awesome. Um, yeah, that that episode with Amos, Fernando, uh, and Phaser. Uh, those are kind of their, those are their 
Instagram handles, but uh, that's still the most downloaded episode to date. So if you haven't seen that episode, it's a fun one. It's my one and only group episode. I definitely want to do more for sure. We, we have some coming up actually um, in the early year, which I'm excited about. So uh, go listen to that podcast episode because it's it's just really good. It was it was a lot of fun to record that, and it's and it's a group episode, which is always fun. So thank you so much for the five star review, uh, five star reviews, and and like I always say, there is something coming to you guys that that do leave a five star review. I'm not going to make that announcement just yet, but something is coming. So if you do want to leave a five star review, go ahead. Um, but anyways, let's let's dive in. So. We're going to talk about something that might make you uncomfortable. Uh, Sometimes it makes me uncomfortable even. And it's something that is just, it's, it's a process. Um, It's a scarcity. It's a, it's a lack of type of mindset. And a lot of people have a lot of myths, a lot of limiting beliefs, just a lot of like nasty stuff when it comes to money and finance. It can be kind of like a scary thing. And for me, I didn't even know that I kind of had a scarcity mindset about money until I started kind of working on my own mindset around things. And the reason why I go I go so deep on mindset these days is because it's literally the only thing that's truly holding you back from your goals and your achievements. Um, you are the person that's getting in your own way. I'm sure you've heard this before, but it is so so true because if you don't believe in yourself if you don't truly know that everything you do is going to work out you're not even going to bother trying and so you're not even going to really get started you're going to you're you're not going to show up and really be your true self and and give to others and and make great content and make great work because you think you're going to fail anyway. So what's even the point? And you can just kind of go down this rabbit hole that that really, really sucks. And I've been there and um, I I do whatever I can to to get out of it. And, and we're all human. And so I'm not perfect. I'm nowhere near perfect. I'm always working on my mindset and making sure that I don't dip down into those things. Or if I'm comparing myself to someone, I make sure that I praise that person instead of, you know, judge them or whatever. Um, these are these are all things that we, you know, do. We we judge. We we think we can't do it. Uh, we compare, and it's it's really it's it's just just. It's it's basically hitting the self destruct button. Yeah, fuck it, self destruct. I don't I don't want to do this anymore. Um, and I, and it's it's a shame. And everyone has so many great ideas. Everyone is so freaking talented. And and it's really it's it's really just the mind that is stopping you. That's it. It's just the mind. Uh, but obviously, as you know, it gets a lot more complicated than that. It can't. But let's simplify it. So let's get back into to money talk. Money, money, money. So. What kind of inspired this episode is, number one, we haven't talked about it yet, really. Sort of-ish, but not really. That's number one. Number two is I got a couple DMs from you that you wanted to talk about it. So I'm like, oh, okay, that's great. Number three, I went to the DMV on Monday, and I had a horrendous experience, and I left I left the DMV with a lot less money than when I arrived there. And so... Um, it was really, it was not a fun day. I, I kind of let it get to me and, um, you know, basically I'll, I'll, yeah, screw it. I'll just, I'll just share. But, 
Um, I, I was trying to register my car in California and it ended up costing me two grand basically, which is a lot of money. I mean, that's like, that could, that's like a laptop. That's, um, you know, that could be paying your rent that could, that could be spending money on a, uh, on a, a contract, someone you're contracting or, or a, you're hiring a freelance to do some work for you. That's a job. You know, that's a, that's a lot of money for, for anyone. Um, so, so I don't want to come off as like, oh, that's no big deal. But what I have done over the past year is I've set up myself. I, well, I've made more money, which is fantastic. But I've also set up my accounts in a way. I've organized my my finances in a way where if something were to happen, an unexpected charge, a something where um, I need to just throw a bunch of money into something, I will be okay. And I think that is really, really important. Whether you're in debt or whether you're not in debt, or whether you're freelancing, whatever. I think it's really important. It's super important to be organized and and if something were to happen, it's not going to put you out on the street. You know what I mean? And and it, it doesn't matter whether it's two thousand, ten thousand, a thousand, whatever is that amount whatever that amount is that is could be scary for you at whatever point in time. Uh, it's important that you 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 do you have that in a way where uh you know, you're not, you're going to, you're going to be okay. So that's, that's kind of what I want to talk about. Obviously, um, I am, I am blessed that $2,000 is not as big of a deal as it was two years ago. Um, or it honestly wasn't even that much of a, of a deal because I was living with my parents. So it wasn't like, you know, I was going to be homeless or anything. So I always had that to kind of fall back on, but, um, but I was really pissed off because I didn't know, that was going to happen. And so $2,000 is still a lot of money. It's a lot of money for anyone. Um, so I want to talk about a couple of things and how I set up my finances so that when tax season comes around, when unexpected charges come around, you know, I'm like, you know what, that freaking sucks. And I spend a day kind of sulking and even though I shouldn't, but I'm okay. And I keep it moving. And there's a lot more where that came from. And that's kind of the mindset that you need to have is there's always, you can always make more money that will come back tenfold. So two books that I want to recommend that I am basically summarizing from. I've, I've, I've cherry picked things that I've learned from these two books. And I've implemented uh, these things into my own kind of finances. And that's what I'm going to share with you. So the two books are, number one, I've already mentioned in this podcast, it's called I Will Teach You to Be Rich by Ramit Sati. Uh, this is a great book for someone that's just starting to figure out how to organize their, their finances from the, for the very first time. Uh, no matter what kind of level you are at, you can read this book. And especially if you're in debt, if you're in debt right now, I can't recommend this book enough. Ramit is a very smart man. He's got a lot of good things in this book on credit cards and how he sets up his accounts and, and which, which banks that he, that he goes to and all these, all these things that, you and I don't really think about as much as we should. And I say you and I because we're artists, we're creators. We just want to create and get paid for our creations, right? Or we want to have our own business and 
and we want to create things and you know we're we're visual people we 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 love our our visuals and we love how it impacts other people we're not thinking about um oh i got to set up this savings account and this checking account and and you know is it a high interest checking account is it, is this money making money for me am i investing my money in the stock we're not thinking about those things right but we should it's it, it really is important so um so this book i will teach you to be rich it's got some good stuff so that's number one. Number two is Profit First by Mike Mikulowish. Mikula- I don't know how to pronounce his last name. I probably should have looked that up, but that's okay. Uh, Profit First. Profit First is an amazing book if you have a business, and it's it's unorthodox. It's The way he sets up his accounts is very unusual. And if you have an accountant, that accountant might be like, what are you doing? This is weird. Um, but it works, and I really like it. And so I'm going to talk about that as well. So first things first. Well, let's just we're, – we're going to start with the basics. Let's start with the basics. Start with uh, – Start with credit cards. I think a lot of people are are scared of credit cards. And I think those people are scared of credit cards because they think when when you pay for a credit card, you're not actually spending money. You're spending the, the credit card company's money. You're spending their money. But eventually, it's going to come out of your account. And so whenever I use a credit card, I automatically think, Okay, that is money coming out of my account. And you start to get into trouble when you think, oh, I'm just, I'm just going to borrow this for a little bit. If you have that mindset of I'm, I'm just going to borrow this and it's really I'm not losing anything right now, that is when you get into some serious trouble. That's when you get into debt and that's when you start having to pay interest on your your credit card bills. And you don't want that. You don't want to, you don't have to owe any money to the credit card companies because they will gouge you and it's not going to be good for your credit score and all of these things. So if you're scared of credit cards, don't be because they're great for your credit score when you actually use them and they give you money. If you use them properly, they actually give you money. So there's a couple of credit cards that Ramit actually recommends that I I use myself. And one of those is the Chase Reserve card. It's probably one of the best travel credit cards you can get out there. Um, And it gives you three times points in travel and in dining. I spend a lot of money on food. And so before I wasn't, I was only getting one point per every dollar that I was spending um, on my dining. And I'm like, wait a second, I could be getting money back here. You know, I spent a lot of money on food. Um, I, I probably shouldn't spend as much money on food, but sometimes I do. And sometimes I want to celebrate and all these things. And, and I budget for that appropriately. And I want to get paid to, I want to get, I want to get paid to spend money. You know what I mean? And that's what, that's what credit cards are for. And so I, I have the Chase Reserve card and it's, it's got so many, so many great benefits where they will give you a $300 travel credit to use for anything. So if you buy a ticket, a plane ticket for 450 bucks, that ticket automatically becomes 300 or, or $150 because they give you that $300 credit. Now there's a cost that comes with all of these, these 
these these credits. And that is a $450 membership fee. So sometimes these credit cards have membership fees and the Chase Reserve card is 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 a card that has a high membership annual fee. So I have to pay $450 a year to use the Chase Reserve card. Um, there's another one, the, the American Express Platinum card. That's another one. Uh, that one's $550 and it has different benefits. But, but the Chase Reserve card and the American Express Platinum card, those are two very, very similar cards and they offer very similar benefits. Um, but I, I really like the Chase Reserve card and it really works for my lifestyle. So just because one card works for me, doesn't mean that one car that the same card is going to work for you. So you have to do a little bit of research. And I, I don't want to get too into the nitty gritty here. I'm starting to get a little too nitty gritty. Um, but you're going to have to do some research on your own. You're going to have to read these books and and do a little bit of research on your own. But um, the point is is to get a credit card that works for you. Everything you do financially, you need to make sure that you do it with purpose. Just like with um, just like with everything we do in, in business or with our storytelling as a filmmaker or photographer, everything you do has to have purpose or in business, everything you do has to have purpose. And the same thing with spending money. You have to spend money with purpose. You have to use a credit card with purpose. If you're going to get the American Express Platinum card, which is a travel heavy card and you don't travel, that doesn't make any sense. So don't get that card. Um, so think about these things every there's there's so many credit cards out there for example if you use a certain airline all the time like american airlines and like that's the only airline you use and you swear by them maybe you should get a credit card that gives you a ton of rewards for american airlines american airlines credit card a lot of a lot of these airlines have have credit cards or a um a, uh, a connection with a, a certain visa credit card. Uh, so these are the things you have to look into. So I have, I have a chase reserve card and I spend travel. I spend on dining and that's, that's it. That's, that's really all I spend on and, and, and personal expenses as well. If you're, if you're in debt and, and if you don't have a business that yet, then you don't need to do what I do or what I'm about to tell you right now. Uh, if you're just getting started, just start with one credit card and 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 do that and then use that credit card. But if you start if you start getting a lot of of business expenses as well, you're going to want to split those up and and have two different credit cards. So I have a credit card for personal use, um, I have a credit card for business use and and then I throw in the travel and the dining with my with my personal as well just cuz it's not that big of a deal. But a guy that has a multiple, multiple million dollar business, he's probably going to have a personal credit card for simply just personal expenses. Then he's going to have another credit card for dining and travel. And then he's going to have another business credit card. So he's going to have three or four different credit cards to organize all of his expenses throughout those cards. But here's the thing. When you do that, it starts to become harder to track and it becomes harder to organize. So you really have to start small, just like with your with anything you do in life. Start small, make baby steps, and if you can do that for a certain period of time, then you can graduate in advance. Same thing with, with um, buying a new camera. Master the camera. Once you've mastered the camera, move on and get a, a higher-end camera if you need to. So that that is the mindset that I have around credit cards. So I have the Chase Reserve credit card for travel, 
for dining and for personal expenses. And then I also have a Capital One Spark business card, and that gives me 2% cash back on everything. Every single purchase I make, I get 2% back. doesn't matter what it is. Sometimes these credit cards split it up with uh, different categories like, oh, if you spend on gas, you'll get 3%, but if you spend on dining, you only get 1% back. And so I wanted a credit card that just does I don't have to worry about it. I just know, okay, I'm going to get 2% cash back on that, 2% cash back on that, 2% cash back on that. Okay. Now, if you think about that, 2% cash back, if you got a business that runs primarily on Facebook ads and they're spending $10,000 a week on Facebook ads and they're using one credit card, they're getting a lot of money back. So let's do the math. 10000 times 2% is $200. So $200 times four is $800, almost $1,000. So if you spend a certain amount of money, you're, you're going to get some money back and you're, you're making your credit cards work for you. You're getting benefits from them and that's, that's what you need to think about. So I have those two credit cards and those are the main credit cards that I use. So that's credit cards. Now let's get into checking accounts, saving accounts, things like that. So this this is coming from Profit First now. So the credit card stuff that was I will teach you to be rich by Ramit. Basically, just kind of cherry pick the stuff that he does, incorporate it into my own. Same thing with Profit First. So with Profit First, I have five checking accounts. <laughs> okay, five checking accounts, and I have two savings accounts. And they're all high interest accounts, which means that when my money is sitting in the bank, it is paying me interest. And it, it pays me a certain interest every single statement, every single billing cycle um, because I want my money to work for me. Now, it used to be a lot more back in the day. All these accounts used to have a higher interest and they pay you more. And it's not as much anymore, but it's still, you know, it still it makes an impact, you know. If 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 you are spending money on Chipotle, for example, well, if you just put your money in your high in, into an, a high interest checking account, um, you might get a couple of Chipotle meals essentially for free because you have. They're, the bank is paying you interest. It's paying you money to to use their bank, to, to put money in their bank. It's paying you money. And so essentially, you've got a couple of Chipotle meals for free because you have your money in a high interest checking account instead of some other random account that, that isn't a, a high interest account. Okay. So I use Ally Bank personally. I, I really like them. It's They don't have a physical branch. So if you're the type of person that loves to have cash and you need to, you need to uh, deposit cash a lot, that, that could be an issue. Although I think if it's a check, you can take a picture of a check and, and deposit money that way. But if it's actual physical cash, um, then, then that's an issue. But you're, most of us are not going to have that, that problem. So I use Ally Bank. And I have five accounts in Ally Bank. And those accounts are income, 
And you can you can, you can write this down. Um, one of those accounts is income. Another one of those is owner's compensation. Another account is operating expenses. Another account is profit, and another account is tax. So those are my five accounts: income, owner's compensation, operating expenses, profit, tax. Those are my five accounts. Okay. So let's start with those five accounts. So anytime that I make money, all of that money, if it's through PayPal, if it's through Stripe, if it's through a transfer, if it's a client, whatever it is, it all gets dumped into my income account. And so that very clearly tells me how much money I'm putting in. So the whole reason you're separating these things as crazy or silly it might seem, you're organizing and and just by looking at your checking accounts, you can see how your business is doing. So setting this up, you can you can do it if you're a complete beginner, it might be it might be good to get into. Um, I think if you're in debt and you're you're just getting started with things, I, I think you need to to follow uh Ramit's um, advice and, and just look at that book. But if you've got a business right now or you're trying to scale your business, these are the things that we go over in the creator's blueprint, which is my business program, shameless plug. Um, if you have a, if you have a business already, you have clients coming in and, and you are trying to make it more sustainable and, and grow it. This is something that you're going to want to do. Okay. Um, or, or this is something that I recommend cause I like it. So income, all of my income goes into that income account, okay? Then what happens is every single month, and you can do this twice a month, you can do it once a month. I, I personally just do it once a month, and I do it at the end of the month. What I do is I take that income, whatever comes in for the month or however long you want to do this, and I siphon it into the different accounts, and I take 50% of my income and I put that into operating expenses. That, that's my business. I take 50% and I throw it into the operating expenses account. And this, all these percentages should vary based on how much money you make and what you need that money to do. All right. So I highly recommend picking up profit first if you want to get some, some customized advice. Um, actually he didn't even give customized advice. He, he basically just, um, kind of gave you numbers that he, that he used, uh, which is basically what I'm doing right now. But I take 50% of the income, I throw it into operating expenses. Okay. Then I take 30% of that income and I throw it into owner's compensation. So I'm basically paying myself 30% and that's for all of my personal expenses. Most of my expenses are business expenses. Most of my expenses I write off, uh, tax write off, because a lot of the things that I do all have to do with my business. If I travel, if I take out a client, if I that that VIP day that I do um, for my members, for my filmmaking course and the Creators Blueprint, those are those are write offs. That's for a client, quote unquote client. So I have a lot of expenses, especially if you're a freelancer or you're a business owner. You're going to have 
uh, a lot of business expenses. And so that's why I take that 50%. And then the 30% is owner's compensation. So fun money, rent, uh, electric, gas, um, most of your dining, um, you know, things like that, all just personal expenses, entertainment, whatever. So 30% that goes into owner's compensation. All right. Then I take 15% of that income and I throw it into my tax account and I do not touch taxes. Do not touch taxes because as a freelancer or or a business owner, you have to pay taxes. It doesn't come out of your paycheck. You don't have a nine to five. Sorry, hate to break it to you, but the money that you're making, that ain't all yours, unfortunately. That's that's the name of the game. Um, so I take 15% and I throw it in that tax account. And we're going to do something with that in a little bit and just 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 wait for it, okay? So um, 15% taxes. Then we only have 5% remaining. And guess where that goes? That goes into the profit account, all right? So profit is 5%, tax is 15%. Uh, operating expenses, 50%, owner's compensation, 30%. These should not be your numbers. All right. I am always changing these numbers. Maybe, um, maybe my business is, is booming and I don't really need as much money to scale it anymore. And I'm going to put 10% into profit, not just 5%. All right, or fifty, whatever it is, or you realize, oh, I'm like, I'm putting way too much money into taxes. You know, you've done this for a couple of years, and you're like, oh, well, you know, I'm always, I always have a bunch of money left over for my taxes. Let's let's reduce this to to twelve percent or thirteen percent, whatever. And obviously, it depends on what tax bracket you're in as well. All right. So, so that is what I do. And I do that every single month, once a month, doesn't take a long time. You just transfer it throughout your, your checking accounts. But let me tell you, not every bank allows you to do this. So some banks have a minimum uh, amount of money you need in your checking accounts, or they'll charge a fee or something, something bad will happen. No, nothing bad's going to happen. Uh, but they'll have a, a, a fee that comes with that. They'll charge you 15 or 20 bucks, um, every month or something like that. But a lot of these banks want your business. And so if you don't want to switch banks and you're like, Oh, that's such a hassle. I don't want to switch a bank. Um, you can call them and you can ask them, you can tell them what you're going to do. And you can politely ask them, would you mind waiving these fees? Because I'm not going to have money in these this account and this account and this account. All my money is going to be in these main accounts. Because when you do siphon your money or whatever the proper word is, when you, when you filter your money into the other accounts, guess what happens to your income account? It goes to zero. So at the end of every month, my income account always goes to zero whenever I'm done with this process. And so if you have a bank that charges fees, you're going to get a fee for having $0 in that checking account. So if you don't want to switch banks, ask them if you can do this. And if they're like, no, screw you or whatever, I really don't think they they will because they, they do want your business. You're, you're an important client to them and you can always negotiate can always negotiate with banks with, with these things. Um, if, if that, if they're really, you know, for whatever reason, they're not letting you just, just switch banks. And if you don't have a high interest checking account, then, then definitely you're going to want to switch banks. And 
There's there's a couple of banks. Um, Ally Bank. Ally Bank is fantastic, and there's a there's a couple other banks. I, I can't think of them off the top of my head, but I, I love Ally Bank because they allow you to open up as many almost as many checking accounts as you want, and they're all high interest checking accounts. All right. So that is that is how I set up my accounts. Now I actually have two more accounts and they're at a completely different bank and they're at American Express Personal Savings Bank. And that's what it is. They're personal savings accounts. And I have two accounts with them. I've got a profit account and I have a tax account. I don't know if you, I don't know if you know where I'm going with this. Maybe you do, maybe you don't, but what I do is at the end of every month, after I, f- after I uh, filter out the money, I, 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 I basically assign it to those separate checking accounts. I take my profit account and my tax account from, the, the, from, my, from Ally Bank, the personal checking accounts, and I take that money and I transfer it to the personal savings accounts at American Express. Okay. And I do this for a couple of reasons. Number one, and I think this is the most important reason you could do this. Number one is you cannot see it on your day to day. When you're looking at your bank, your banks, your bank accounts, your, your checking accounts and whatnot, you're looking at your checking account. As soon as you switch it to another bank, you're much less likely to look at it. And you don't want to look at this at all. You want to pretend that it does not exist and that you don't even have that money anymore. Just pretend, okay? And let it build up, build up, build up. And the more you do this process, the more you stick with it, you're going to have a real good chunk of change in there. And more importantly, you're going to work and spend money as if you don't have that money. And that is what's key. That is what's key. If I took the money that I have in my personal savings account at American Express, which is a virtual um, account, they don't have a, a physical location or a physical branch. If I took that money and I put it back into my checking, I would probably subconsciously spend more money. You're going to spend the money that you have to work with. And this is where most businesses end up failing. They think, oh, I've got this amount of money. Well, I'm going to use all this budget. And that's where you can get into trouble. And that's where your business can slow down and and you end up in this in this ugly cycle of not growing. You want to grow your money. You don't want to stay the same for a long period of time. If you're growing your business and you're trying to scale it, that's something different. I totally understand. You gotta you, you need to spend money to make money for sure. But as soon as you start scaling, you start you start um cutting down on on expenses and costs, you can you can really start growing and and see your accounts grow. So that is probably the biggest piece of advice I can give you is to kind of siphon that money away so that you can't see it. So that when you do, when it's time to, to pay taxes, you're not panicking. You're not freaking out. You're like, oh, <laughs> I got all this money here. That's plenty to pay my taxes. Done. And the best part is you also have a profit account. And this is number two. So with that profit account on the personal savings, what I do is I take 50% of it and I spend it however I want to spend it every single quarter. So if you listen to my previous three episodes or my not, not, you know, you don't have to listen to all three, although I highly recommend that you do because they're very, very helpful. But, um, if you listen to the first one, 
uh, out of that three-part series of planning 2020. The first one, it's, it's called planning your breakthrough year or something, planning 2020, something like that. If you listen to that, you'll know that every three months in the year is one quarter. There's four quarters in a year. And so every single quarter, I take out 50% of that profit and that just becomes fun money. That becomes money that I can spend on whatever, whatever the hell it is that I want to spend it on. If I want to go to Vegas and gamble all that money away, I can. If I want to go and spend that money on travel, I can. If I want to go and pay for a brand new puppy because I'm feeling uh, like I want a puppy, I can. If I want to take that money and give it to the homeless, I can. I can do whatever it is that I want with that money and feel no regret whatsoever. And this is where your business starts working for you and it starts becoming fun. And so after every single one of uh, my launches, when I, when I, when I, when I launch one of my um, educational programs, my, my filmmaking course or my creator's blueprint, it's such a long and 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 heavy process. It's a massive project. It's a massive undertaking. And so what I want to do is I want to rest and 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 go on vacation and take a little break and and to to just chill and enjoy myself. Well, now the way I've set up my accounts is I take 50% of my profit that has been building up for the three months. And now I got this nice chunk of change and I can go spend it and, and, and have a nice, beautiful vacation for myself. You see how that works? You're making money work for you. You're not stressed. And so when I had to go to the DMV and I had to you know spend that $2,000 or whatever, that came out of my tax account. It was money that I had been building, building, and I pay taxes every, I pay estimated taxes every quarter, um, or yeah, excuse me. Yeah. Every quarter I pay estimated taxes. And so I, I, I'm not going to have this massive sum of money that's owed by tax time because I do that. And if you're not doing that right now, um, I don't want to overwhelm you or anything like that. But if you have business, you should probably get an accountant and they're going to help you with that. And you can go on Yelp and look up just the best reviews for an accountant, whatever whatever it is that you want to do. Um, but my accountant helps me with that. He sets that all up for me. So I just know by a certain date, I have to pay this much. And that all comes out of my tax account. And it's become so much less stressful, guys. Please do this. It's so much easier and it'll take so much pressure off of you. And I, I cannot recommend that enough. So I'm going to end the episode here. If you have any questions for me, shoot me a DM. I answer all my DMs at Zach Kravitz. These things are important, crucial things that you're going to have to do at some point. And you're always better off getting started on it sooner. Sooner the better. It's always sooner the better because you're just going to relieve pressure. All right. Um, if you have any questions for me, send me a DM. These are the things that we go over um, in the creator's blueprint. So if you haven't gotten on the waiting list yet, do so. You can go to the creator's blueprint.com. And we also have an incredible five day Instagram challenge slash workshop coming out soon as well. Um, I'm really, really excited for that one. It's going to be bigger and better. We make them bigger and better every single year. And, um, if you have done a challenge, you know how fun and amazing and how much value is, is about to occur. Um, so I'm, I'm really excited for that. So if you want to get in on that, 
Um, I don't, you can't sign up for it just yet, but it's coming. But if you do want to get on the waiting list for the Creators Blueprint, you just have to go to thecreatorsblueprint.com and sign up for the waiting list. And understand these things. Learn these things. Do research on your own. Um, it's it's important. So I hope uh, I hope you guys learned a lot. Sorry if this was not sexy. It's not. It's not sexy. But what it does for me is it provides relief, and it's not as stressful. There's a lot of stressful things in life, and money doesn't have to be one of those necessarily. Um, easier said than done. I understand that. I know a lot of people are have their own circumstances, and and that's fine. But if you start setting these things up, if money is an issue for you, if you feel trapped right now. Do start incorporating some of the things I talked about in this podcast and it's really going to help you. It's going to start relieving that pressure for you and you're going to make money work for you. If you spend money, you should be rewarded for it. And that's what this episode was all about. Hope you guys enjoyed it. I'll catch you next week for a brand new episode. Peace.